are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Uh, back joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you get notified each time we post a new episode. Uh, today, we're going to be recapping Wednesday's game, another brutal loss for the Brewers. Uh, hopefully, Vinny's going to be bringing some more positivity to the podcast today. Uh, but before we do that, I want to remind you this episode is brought to you by a locker room. Uh, download the locker room app now and join me the next time that I go live during a Brewers game. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. So before we get into Wednesday's game, I uh, just want to share a little bit of news. Uh, not much going on. Um, really, really, I want, I want to bring up uh, the Urea stuff to get Vinny's take on it because uh, and I know we've really talked about it a lot on here really over the past week, but just some really interesting quotes coming from Craig Council talking about Luis Arias and the, the errors that he has committed. He, he ended up sitting on Wednesday. Um, uh, Reyes, Pablo Reyes ended up getting a start at shortstop over him. Uh, Council given Arias a day off and obviously got the off day tomorrow. Uh, but Council said this is not a work on stuff type of issue in my eyes. I think he's in a little bit of a mental slump, not a physical slump necessarily. Those are a little bit trickier to fix or understand how to help him, but we're doing our best. We'll give him today, uh, talking about Wednesday, and then see what happens. Vinny, that is a, that's a pretty interesting quote from the manager there, and you know, really just goes to what we've been talking about. I don't know how you fix this. It's not a like he, as he called it a work on stuff type of issue. Uh, it's a it's a mental issue. So, you know, you talk about sending him down or whatever. I, I don't know, you know, what good that does. But interesting to hear the manager come out and say this. And on top of that, on uh, on Wednesday or after uh, Tuesday's game, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing very much so here, I, this isn't the exact quote, but he had something the way that I took it, something to the effect that said, you know, basically we're a team trying to make the playoffs. We don't have time for this. <laughs> so and I know that's not the exact quote, but that was kind of the way I, I read it and the way it came off. So um, some very strong statements here from council on the issues that Arias is having at shortstop. We talked about the fact that this is not something that he can probably go down to AAA and, and work out. I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to throw the ball at first base in Nashville, just like you do in Milwaukee. Um, we talked about the, 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 the double pumping, the, the extra shuffle that he needs. It looks like he's thinking out there. Uh, there's not too many guys that, uh, well, that's not fair. There, there's a handful of guys that can get over these issues that I've witnessed. Um, and, and, you know, maybe he's one of those guys that can do that. I, I, look, when I scouted this kid in triple, I'm sorry, when he was in uh, double A, uh, he was in the Arizona Fall League. This was a confident player with a lot of swag out there, natural you know, belief in himself uh, on the on the infield dirt. Um, 
And, and that's something that I always take notice of. And I remember guys like that. And I thought he, I have, I just haven't seen that from him. I haven't seen the same type of guy. Something happened at some point um, where he just all of a sudden lost the feel and, and confidence in, in being able to make consistent throws to first base and something that he's got to have to work out. And again, uh, it, it sounds like no one really has the answers of how to do that because this game has been going on for 120 years or however long it's been. And it seems as if, um, you know, it's very, very difficult to get out of that. I know guys do it. Um, I'm not saying he's got the full blown yips or anything like that. It just, it's tough to, when you start going down the road of inconsistent throws from such an important position, like shortstop, it, it snowballs on you. So I, I don't have answers. It sounds like council doesn't have answers. Uh, and so I'm with you. Sorry. I know you wanted more positivity from me here, Jake, but I don't know if I can give it to you on that. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. And like, and we've hashed this out over the past several podcasts now, but uh, I mean, with, with the statements from council and with the getting a, a day off on Wednesday, you got Daniel Robertson in AAA who's rehabbing could be ready, you know, by this weekend. Do you think we start to see Urias, you know, get some more time off? I mean, I think the team at this point, especially being, are they one game under 500 at this point? Yep. After the uh, loss on Wednesday, yeah, they're a game under. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, it's not like panic time by any means, but you're, uh, the Brewers are a quarter of a way, over a quarter of the way through the season at this point. And, we've witnessed how difficult every single game has been to get wins, especially the way that they've been not swinging the bats. So I think defense is, is going to be, be amplified and magnified. It's not like this is a team that's scoring 12 runs a game where you can kind of hide your shortstop a little bit and take some of the pressure off of him. Um, it, 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 at the end of the day, it affects your pitching staff too. So every ground ball, they make a great pitch. Every ground ball hit towards, the left side of the infield towards the middle of the diamond is going to, they're, they're going to be holding their breath. And that's certainly not something you want from a pitching step that's been so dominant recently. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I know I'm looking for more positivity on this one, but Vinny, if you listen to my, my solo uh, podcast on Wednesday, I basically just went off and, and let my feelings come out about the Orlando Arcia thing because uh, you know, I'm sitting here watching him in AAA. We know he's good defensively. And now he's breaking, which again, that's at the AAA level, very different. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to go back and do that again. But it just now that we're in the situation that we are with with Urias, you really wish you had somebody like Arcia that you could just plug in there, somebody that you know you're going to get what you're going to get out of them. And they don't have that anymore. You know, for whatever reason, they decided it was time to move on. Uh, one week into the season, and I really think it's coming back to backfire on them uh, right now. So, um, again, not gonna not gonna hash that out again and try to bring more positive vibes uh, to this podcast, which might not happen as we get into Wednesday's recap. Uh, but uh, game got off to a good start. Colton Wong led off the game with a double. Uh, the next two got out, but they were able to advance Wong to third base, and they were able to bring him home. On a single by Omar Narvaez, taking an early one nothing lead. Um, and then with two outs in the second inning, the Royals get a single and then a two-run homer from Michael A. Taylor uh, to take a 2-1 lead off of Burns. Taylor had a, a big role in this game uh, for the Royals. 
Um, but in the third, Wong singles and still second. Kang's able to move him over to third on a ground out, and then Yelich walks. Uh, but then Narvaez and Bogey both strike out, so that was a big missed opportunity there to be able to manufacture another run. Uh, but, however, JBJ comes back in the fourth inning and ties it up with a home run. Good to see him getting going. Uh, and then later in the sixth, they got a leadoff double from Avisel Garcia. Uh, Shaw was able to move him over to third, and then JBJ almost had another home run. But Michael A. Taylor, that man again, uh, made a great catch at the wall to make it just a sack fly for JBJ, and it did give the Brewers a 3-2 to two lead. Uh, Burns would leave after six innings. Um, he went six innings, gave up just two hits, one walk, those two earned runs on that home run from Taylor, and had nine strikeouts on 92 pitches. Really no trouble for Burns other than that second inning home run that he allowed. This was the seventh straight start to begin the season that Burns struck out nine or more batters. Uh, he's two behind Pedro Martinez for the record. Yeah, Pedro Martinez did it nine times to start a season. So, Again, just another uh, brilliant performance by Burns in this one. Uh, but then things uh, started to fall apart once the bullpen came in. And I get it, Brewers fans are asking for Burns to come out longer and certainly understand that, especially since he was pretty much on cruise control again after that second inning. Um, where really it was just back-to-back batters, just, you know, Taylor ran into one. I mean, plain and simple. Um, but, uh, again, he's still coming back from that COVID um, situation. So 92 pitches, I can kind of understand council wanting to get him out there, but the way things have been going lately, uh, and obviously hindsight being what it is kind of wish you would have gone back out because JP fire Eisen came in and, uh, you know, he's now given up runs in three of his last four outings. He immediately, uh, blows the save as he gives a, gives up a leadoff home run to Jorge Soler. On a fastball in, uh, Jorge does a great job, pulls his hands in on it and just crushes it out of the ballpark, um, tied the game up. Uh, it could have got worse, but he was able to uh, limit the damage there. They got a single and a walk um, and then played a uh, – played. A, or I'm sorry, after that they got a single and a walk and then they played a little small ball action. They got back-to-back bunts. Uh, the second one gave the Royals the lead and they did have a runner at third with less than two outs, but JP was able to limit the damage there. Um, but the Royals do take, uh, again, that four to three lead. And then things got really ugly in the eighth. Uh, they got a single, uh, Salvador Perez uh, got a single, one out single, advanced the second on a wild pitch, and then scored on a single from Hanser Alberto, which made it a five to three lead for the Royals. And then Alberto, he took second on the throw. Uh, he moved to third on a line out and then score on another wild pitch, making it six to three. Uh, Omar Narvaez also got a catcher's interference in that inning. Nobody scored because of it, but just a really tough game for Narvaez behind the plate. Really tough inning there. Brewers did try to mount a comeback in the ninth inning, had the tie and run come to the plate, uh, but were unable to cash in and get it get it done and fall just a little bit short and lose, uh, get swept in this two-game series by the Royals. Uh, we'll come back and get, go over some of our biggest takeaways from uh, this one. Before we do that, let me tell you about Wealthfront. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. 
no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash MLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash MLB to start growing your savings today. Again, go to wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days that it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need at your traditional chain stores. So why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car and just hoping that they have the parts you need? When you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket, you can pull them up on your cell phone, find any make and model of any kind of auto part you will need. There are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days, but obviously the biggest one is to save money. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com right there on your phone, search the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped to you, and just wait for them to arrive. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and do us a favor, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So Vinny, a disappointing loss uh, again and dis- a disappointing sweep for the Brewers in this one. I mean, we talked about it coming in. It lined up perfectly for the Brewers to sweep right through this. You got your two best starters going, um, a team in the Royals, you know, who, yeah, they're a, a good, you know, a, a good solid team, but a team that the Brewers should be able to handle pretty easily. And they come in here, they waste two really good starts from Woodruff and Burns and end up getting swept in this series, Vinny. Yeah, biggest takeaway for me for this is it's just – it's been hard to watch. It's been frustrating to watch at times, yeah. and that's – it's pretty harsh to say. And, I, again, you're not going to get much positivity from me. I, I think I think I speak for a lot of the Brewer fans out there right now. And just – it's just it's just frustrating that there's just – they've been so poor at executing – and like you said, you hit the nail on the head. They've been wasting these unbelievable starts by really their whole pitching staff. I think the only couple of duds we've had in the last like month have been just this last one by Hauser and the last one by Brett Anderson. Other than that, um, maybe one by Lauer as well. But I think they've been just really, really solid. And you just can't waste this kind of pitching. And that's what it feels like they've been doing. Yeah, they left – 17 runners on base on Wednesday, one for 12, wow. one for 12 with runners in scoring position. We know that's been, um, or I'm sorry, they left, left nine on base, uh, 17 overall for each individual player combined. Omar Narvaez left five runners on base himself, but one for 12 with runners in scoring position. We know that's been a problem for this team for a while now. Uh, so those struggles continue. Uh, even with Yelich back in the lineup, Yelich got walked three times on Wednesday. I mean, pitchers just know you can't let Yelich beat you right now. So he's not getting much to hit, but still, I mean, Wong had three hits. Narvaez had two hits behind Yelich. 
Kane was a, had a rough over five. So, I mean, plenty of traffic on the bases. You out hit the Royals nine to seven. Um, but just again, single runs in the first, fourth, sixth, and ninth. Um, not able to capitalize and get any big innings. Royals had two runs in the second, seventh, and eighth. So they were able to kind of pile up the runs when they, they did have opportunities. Brewers weren't able to do that. Um, but uh, again, you know, Burns, he's been good. You don't want to let that get lost in all of this, just how good he and Woodruff have been. Uh, they've been unbelievable to start this year. I uh, just really hate it that they're not getting the the help behind them. And, and really, Vinny, and we kind of already talked about with Urias, but, I mean, this team just in general is struggling defensively. I mean, Shaw had a, an error in this game. It was, like, it was kind of a tough play. Uh, Narvaez had the catcher interference. He had a couple of what they called wild pitches, but balls that he probably should have blocked that led to runs. But, you know, this is a team that was – Supposed to be really good defensively with the moves they made. And the guys they brought in, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Colton Wong, have been amazing defensively. But Vinny, everywhere else on the field right now has been a huge question mark, except for maybe Kane, too, as well, when he's been in there. But uh, everybody else has really struggled defensively, and it's it's really hurting the team. The little things matter, right, especially – you know, with the, if you look at the metrics, uh, Omar Narvaez is one of the better framers in the league, and he kind of turned that around from being one of the worst uh, the year before with Seattle. And so, but doesn't necessarily take into account, you know, like you said, block balls, little things, little things that you saw the Royals do all night, right? Mm-hmm. The bunts that get down, the pressure that they put on the other team with the base running, you know. The little things do matter. They don't. They do not show up in uh, the metrics necessarily, and they don't. And they won't show up in run differential, right? Because like the Royals are a team that are going to win a lot of close games, like tonight. Um, but they they put pressure on the other team, and they make other, the other team make mistakes, and that's what we saw from the Brewers. Right? They made some mistakes that hurt them, and they lost. They lost the game by two runs. They get blown out, right? They're not going to get blown out. But they got to learn how to and figure out a way to win these closer games and just like execute when it matters when the game's on the line. And they again, they just been frustrating to say this over and over. They just have not been able to do that really all season. I mean, I guess there's a stretch. Obviously, there's a stretch early where the, where they were doing that. They were, shoot, they started off seventeen and ten. So, um, so, so they were winning some of the close games. But ever since then, it's it's they haven't been. So it's been frustrating. Yeah, I mean, really, since I mean, this whole month of May, really, since they won that series against the Dodgers. Um, yeah. I mean, you go go to that Philadelphia series, which was right after that Dodgers series, and all those close losses there. Uh, then they played a scrappy team, you know, in, in the Marlins, um, ended up winning that series. But uh, yeah, they're just you know not doing the little things. I mean, we talked about it for the Royals coming in. They're a team that doesn't strike out a ton, although they did strike out ten times tonight, but nine of those came from. Corbin Burns, so you kind of understand that. Uh, but they take advantage of what you give them. I mean, they got two stolen bases. You had the wild pitches. Uh, they got some bunts down in key situations. They were two for six with runners in scoring position. Um, like I said, the Brewers were one for 12. So that two for six looks a lot better um, compared to the Brewers there. So just, just frustrating. These are, these are games the Brewers need to win if they're going to win the NL Central. And so to not be able to get it done is, is quite frustrating. 
Uh, the bullpen struggles are frustrating as well. I mean, I knew there's going to be some regression for JP Fireisen at some point, uh, but it's really <laughs> come on pretty strong here. Uh, he and Brad Boxberger combined to give up five hits and two walks and two innings. That's way too many base runners uh, and, a, and a combined four runs as well over that stretch. So uh, that's that's a little bit concerning, um, especially because, you know, Devin Williams came in and allowed the big hit on Tuesday, you know, and and lost the, the lead there. So just not getting those big moments from the bullpen that they need to really shut things down. Uh, I mean, I hate to put it all on Burns and Woodruff, but it's like they have to go nine every time out. And you can see on Tuesday just how, you know, gassed Woodruff was trying to give it all he could there going into the eighth inning. Um, but, I mean, they can't do it all. They got to have some help, and they're just not getting it. And it's and it's frustrating to watch. Like you said, it's it's hard hard to watch right now. I mean, it's it's a long season, you know, still plenty of time to pull things together. But uh, for the last couple of weeks, this team's just been hard to watch. I mean, honestly, it, you know, like I, I said on the podcast on Wednesday, it's, you know, partly why I just didn't feel up to staying up late to doing one uh, podcast uh on tuesday night just because the, the team is so so frustrating and, and just kind of overall depressing i mean i know it's a sport and everything but just it's hard to watch and really makes you hard to get excited for the team when they're playing like this but uh hopefully better times are coming our way they have to at some point right um and we'll talk a little bit about that after the break we'll try to bring uh in this podcast on some positivity before we do that, let me tell you about betaline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even though the NFL season is over, you got the NBA and NHL seasons in the playoffs right now. So a lot of exciting opportunities there. And obviously you got the Major League Baseball season in full swing. BetOnline.ag does more than that. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to BetOnline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Vinny, the Brewers have another off day this week um, on Thursday uh, before their weekend series. And the last thing I kind of want to ask you here, and I know, you know, you probably, you know, you don't know more than any of us right now, but do you think we see some big changes heading into the weekend? Like, uh, again, we've talked about it. I know there's not a ton of hope down at the AAA level, but, you know, could we see a Daniel Robertson come up and maybe get some, some looks at shortstop? You know, Keston's been hitting the ball well. Do they dare, you know, bring mess that up and bring him up to see if they can spark the offense? You know, I just really feel like things need to be shaken up right now to try to get something going. Or you think council just stays with the status quo and waits for these guys to come out of it? Uh, watching the, uh, David Stearns kind of make moves and transactions along with council, obviously, over the last, uh, you know, what it, however many years it's been now that they've been at the helm, uh, six, six years or so, they don't seem to ever make knee-jerk reactions. But I think I, – I, I'm not going to say that that won't happen this time, right? I, I think 
I think that they they understand like things regress towards the mean. What does that mean? That's a that's a mathematical term for things kind of even out in the end. And um, and they will, I think, with the hitting, I think that I think the bats are not seeing we're not seeing the results from the bats for a number of reasons, but I think part of it is uh, that the team is getting unlucky. So I think the bats will start to regress towards. Me. I don't think they're going to really shake it up too much with that. But based on what council said about um, the defense on, on Rias's part, I think maybe just maybe they may shake something up and kind of a surprising move and almost like, if they do do that, it'd almost be like a situation like, man, you know, maybe we were wrong on that one. I, I don't know. And I'm right. not saying that they are wrong on that one. I'm not. I'm just saying, I think this would be the first time that we may see something like that. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking into my crystal ball too much, but we'll find out on, on Friday um, whether or not there is a move that is to be made. And maybe they're going to ask, Luis Arias to figure it out in AAA. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. It will be, will be interesting to see what they do, see if they try to spark something here, maybe light a fire under Arias. I mean, uh, again, there's not not much at the AAA level right now that's going to come up, I think, and make a huge difference. So I think if there is something to be done, like you said, it's going to have to come externally. Maybe they go out and trade to get Orlando Arcia back. I, I don't know. Um, but I think something needs to be done. I think things need to be shaken up a little bit uh, to try to get this team back, you know, on, you know, on pace because right now they're, like I said, May has been a tough month. They're a game under 500 falling back in the standings. And again, I know it's just May it's early, uh, but these are games, these are games the Brewers got to win if they're going to win the division and they're just not getting it done right now. So um Hopefully we'll come back a lot more positivity going into the weekend, like I said, with that Reds series. Uh, so if you have any questions, anything you want to talk about on the podcast, anything you want to hear me and Vinny discuss, please make sure to send us your questions uh, at Lockdown Brewers. You can hit me up at Shortstop Ball or Vinny at Vinny Rotino, and we'll be glad to talk about those on uh, our next podcast. But that will do it for this one. Please make sure that you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.